Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for you are God who abound in love. You don't just love us, but you love us abundantly. Though we are poor and needy, your abundant faithful love is more than enough for us. Please fill us now with your love through your words so that we can also love others confidently and abundantly. In the most generous name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Finally, we are reading the final chapter about Apostle Paul's last letter to Timothy and us. Chapter 4 of 2 Timothy is very moving and poignant. Here we can see the challenging and humbling end of one of the most faithful servants of God and followers of Jesus Christ in the Bible. So let's read our text today. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Today, Paul gives his true final last charge to Timothy. As you remember, Paul gave a charge to Timothy several times before. For instance, in 1 Timothy chapter 5, 21, Paul said, I charge you inside of God and Christ Jesus and elected angels to keep this instruction without partiality and to do nothing out of favoritism. Also again, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13, Paul said, In the sight of God, who gives a life to everything, and also in the sight of Christ Jesus, who, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made a good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So each charge Paul gave to Timothy was given in the presence or in the sight of God and Jesus Christ. Some people wonder why Paul did not mention the Holy Spirit. Did Paul forget Trinity? Of course not. Everything Paul charged to Timothy and us cannot be done without the power of the Holy Spirit. Though Holy Spirit was not invoked, he is implied clearly. Reason that Paul gave the charge in the sight of God and Jesus Christ, you know, this charge means a divine accountability called the judgment. Speaking about God's final judgment, Jesus said in the 1 John 5, 22, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son. 
So father doesn't judge, and father judges no one, but entrusted all judgment to the son. That's why when it comes to God's judgment, it is Jesus that we see. And Jesus is supposed to witness and the judge of our final judgment. Paul was telling Timothy that this charge was his, not his command, but God's command. And as a divine command, one day, you, Timothy, and all of us will stand before God's final judgment in Christ and give accountability of our ministry. Once again, that's what every minister of a gospel faces. That's where we will have a weight of glory. Do you remember the Sunday's message about the weight of glory as a divine acknowledgement and appreciation of our faithful life? Now, among all the verses in the 66 books of the scripture, Paul's word today, the second Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, is the most frequently heard and preached and used in the ordination services of pastors. I heard it in my pastoral ordination service 29 years ago. And Paul's final charge, once again, is not only to professional clergies, but all ministers of the gospel. So everyone should hear this charge with, a, with a seriousness. Here, I want us to look at the charge, this final charge of a Paul in three ways. What, when, and how. What, when, and how. The charge that uh, command, this Paul's charge commands us simply to preach the word. That's what. That's what Paul charged us to do. Here, we can see Paul's confidence and conviction about God's word. What is the word? That's the gospel of Jesus in the narrow sense, and as well as the entire Bible in the broad sense. The whole Bible is a word or word of God, and the whole Bible points out Jesus. Now, Paul also tells us the time about the uh, time uh, of the charge. That's when. He said, we preach the word when. He said, in season and out of season. Preach the word in and out of season. Here Paul comp compares a preaching to farming. It means God's word bears a fruit in his listeners' heart and life. You know, interestingly, Paul said, preach in and out of season, in and out of season. In physical farming, we follow farming along with the after the natural season. Most seeds are planted in spring and are harvested in fall. When it comes to spiritual farming, nobody knows exactly or predicts the season. No one knows exactly who and when people will respond positively and they bear the fruit. The exciting, at, at the same time, humbling thing about the preaching the word is that you don't know who will unexpectedly respond to the word. You know, some Sundays, I was confident that I had a silver bullet, but after the sermon, I realized that it was a rubber bullet. And some Sundays, 
I feel very desperate because I feel like I have nothing but a rubber blood. But at the end, you know, Holy Spirit in His powerful mercy converted my rubber blood into the silver blood of God. So in and out of the season is really humbling. At the same time, it gives us a hope. When we preach the word, humbly, prayerfully, Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit actually speaks to whoever is desperate and needy. Also, in and out of season means to me both convenient times and inconvenient times. We don't preach, share, study God's word only when, only when it's convenient. That will remit my convenience. Will remit the power of God's word. Just like a crop grows all the time, God's word is effective all the time. Simply because we don't see, that doesn't mean God's word is not working. So in and out of season, with the people that we expect and people we don't expect, we share God's word. Finally and thirdly. Paul talks about the manner of preaching or how. He said, correct, rebuke, and encourage with a great patience and careful instruction. Here we see the preaching, the word, taking a personality after its listeners. We don't just preach the same word in the same way. Sometimes we use it to correct. Sometimes we use it to rebuke. Sometimes we use to comfort or encourage. Preaching the word is not just a cognitive and intelligent exercise. It is a personal and courageous act. Its goal is to enlighten and empower and encourage people to serve God with all their hearts and mind and follow Christ with their own crosses. Preaching is intensely personal and prayerfully intense. And another important manner of preaching the word today is that we don't preach to please the people, but please only God. Verse 3, Paul said, For the time will come when people will not put up with a sound doctrine. Instead, of, instead to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. But you keep your head in all situations, endure the hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. We have to remember, we are, not, we, uh, we are only the messengers of God's word. We are not makers of God's word. We don't preach what is a popular what is a real what 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 is you know uh, to to make a people happy? No, we are foremost, are messengers of God's word. We therefore first thing required of us is faithfulness. If you are people pleaser, you will fail the most important call of a life, preaching the word. When we please God, God works through us. So our goal, ultimate, you heard me saying this, we preach in the audience of a one. We don't preach 
not just a human audience, but we always preach God's word in the presence of God and Jesus Christ. And then when we preach faithfully what God called us with a love for individual listeners, God will make it bear fruit. Brothers and sisters, let's preach the word, not just with the word, but with a kind act today. Someone said the best preacher is the one who preaches without word. Let us preach the word without word in our home, in our workplace, in our school, everywhere we go today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we receive this solemn final charge of Apostle Paul. When we stand in the sight of God and Jesus Christ, we want to receive the weight of your glory. Well done, my faithful good servant. Help us preach the word with confidence and diligence in and out of season. Bless our Good Shepherd College and house churches and Sunday school ministry to children and youth so that people will receive the word and the, the fruit bear the fruit of a repentance and righteousness for the glory of Jesus and the sake of his gospel. We love you, Lord, with all of our heart. In the name of our final judge and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.